Hey guys, what's going on? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode today. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's get it. All right, welcome guys. We have another special guest today, and I always have a special guest, but this one's definitely really special, and uh, he's done a lot of great things here in Kansas City. He's uh He's a co-owner of one of the most probably iconic and even booming businesses right here in Kansas City. Um, just the creativity and innovation here and um, made in KC is uh, kind of like nothing else. And the, the, the one of the coolest things is this I love um, coming to Made in KC and a lot of, a lot of you guys do too. And uh, so I have a, just a warm welcome and uh, so honored through Keith to be on the podcast today. How are you doing, man? Well, thanks for that introduction. Yeah, of course. I, I'm always uh, I'm always trying to hype everyone up, um, you know. So thank you again for for being on today. Uh, it's been definitely a pleasure and just meet, doing that meeting a couple of weeks ago. And you said yes. I was like, you can. I was talking to Dawson, the video guy, and you know, he. I was. You could even ask him. I was like, I, I was so excited. You know, it's a smile on my face. So definitely appreciate it again. Well, I appreciate you guys coming down to to one of our locations. Uh, being down here it makes it easy for me to meet with you. And I love uh, any chance I get to showcase our stores. So. Yeah, for sure. No, I love everything about it. And so today you always do. Tell us a little bit about the different kind of coffee you guys have and how you guys innovate or have different kind of roasters in every month. Yeah, one of the things we started doing uh, in 2017 was we opened our first cafe with the idea that there's so much creativity happening in the, the artist and maker scene. But there was also equal amounts of creativity happening in the, the roasting and coffee scene. And so we opened a cafe in 2017 with the idea of uh, featuring all the great Kansas City roasters to where you come to one spot and on any given month you you try something new from a roaster that you may have heard of or more likely you hadn't heard of yet as we're trying to give opportunity to to newer roasters coming up. But as we grew our coffee program across lots of locations, we realized it was important to have one dedicated house espresso, house roaster, um, and then through our drip offerings, we rotate through different companies. So today we're drinking um, post-coffee. Um, who's become our staple um, here at the Made in KC Marketplace in the Plaza. They created a, a special marketplace blend for mm-hmm. us um, that's become a real favorite of, of ours and our staff and, and our, our customers down here. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'm kind of around the Lee Summit area, so we go to Post a lot and uh, has just a great environment, um, great owners there, and uh, some of the best coffee. Do you prefer like certain coffees like ice to hot, or what are you drinking right now? Uh, yeah, so I, every Friday I get a, a latte with a double shot. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, I'm a, I'm a black drip coffee guy. Okay, there we go. Uh, four to five cups a day. Really? Yeah. I think I did a study, and it's honestly, they said, like, you can do um, four or five cups. It's not bad. That's like 300 milligrams of caffeine. They said once you're starting to hit, like, the 500, 600, eight-plus cups of coffee. So I think you're doing okay. That's great. So, yeah. No, they came in. Your, your staff was so amazing. They said they literally, when I came in, they're so welcoming. And they said, hey, what kind of drinks do you want? We're here for Keith. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll get you any drink. And so I was kind of fun, like to feel a little extra today because it's a Friday. And uh, so I got myself a pumpkin spice with oat milk. And uh, that's what she said. She recommended oat milk stuff. And I was like, okay, well, we'll go. We'll go from there. So, that's great. yeah, coffee is, is definitely a huge thing in my life. So, But going into the podcast, Keith, um, I think the biggest thing where, where people want to know is kind of like the story behind Made in KC. Like everyone knows it's his business. It's, it's you know, it's booming. But what was like, how did you guys start it? Because obviously you're a co-owner. So you have a couple other people I think you worked with. Um, go ahead and tell us the vision behind that. Yeah, really, we started in 2015 with uh, the whole intent of um, bringing locally made goods uh, out to the suburbs of Kansas City. Uh, so much creativity has always, has always been a part of Kansas City's history, but a lot of it was concentrated um, down at the crossroads, downtown, kind of midtown parts of Kansas City. 
And for the rest of the, the metro area, if they wanted to shop local, they either had to come down to a first Friday's type event. They had to be then to follow that person on, on Instagram or social media. And they really had to be connected to that community. And we really wanted to make local goods that um, are high quality, more accessible to everybody. So we opened our first store in 2015, way out south, 135th and all in the Prairie Fire Shopping Center, bringing in 15 artists together for a pop-up shop for one weekend. And the response we got after the first weekend was just overwhelming. People just loved it. They loved uh, seeing new things. They loved seeing new products. They loved being able to interact with things they'd only heard about or seen on, on social media. And, and from there, it just kind of kept growing. But the original idea was like, how can we represent this creativity to the rest of the metro mm-hmm. um, there? So in our first year of business, we opened up three shops out of the gate. Um, 135th of Nall, Prairie Fire, way up north in, in Briarcliff Village. So we had those kind of ends of the metro covered. And then kind of right in the central part of the city in Prairie Village, we opened up a store um, and quickly expanded what we were doing so that more people could enjoy the creativity that, that exists here in Kansas City, but was, was kind of hard to find at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, I mean, it is. It's kind of hard to find. And you guys are like the one and only, as far as I know, that uh, supports and has these different vendors inside of um, – a one shop. Um, and so tell me a little bit more about these two other guys or the, these at, yeah. that started it. Like, I think that's the interesting thing because I think people listening, if they want to start a business, they might have some friends that have great ideas, but where do they go from and how do you pick those friends? Yeah. So yeah, I've got two, uh, absolutely world-class business partners, um, Tyler Enders and Thomas McIntyre. Um, they, they are, um, the, a lot, the kind of the visionaries a lot behind the behind not only what Made in KC is, but what Made in KC can become, um, which we've always viewed ourselves more than just the brick and mortar retail store. And yeah. As we've expanded and grown with coffee, with the marketplace, with different things we've done with artists, um, they've always been the driving force behind that vision. Um, and so um, they were the early um, uh, early uh, co-founders and innovators of Made in KC and saw that, that we can quickly go from one store to three store to five store to six mm-hmm. stores out of the gate. Um, and so they, um, the, the thing that's really unique about the three of us is that uh, Made in KC is our first business that, that any of us ever kind of uh, been a part of, been, been owners of. And then none of us come from a retail background. So yeah. We entered this, this world of retail um, without any previous knowledge, which I think in many ways really helped us. Because yeah. Because we, out of the gate, we were just going to do things differently. Do you think, yeah, real quick, do you think that brought more creativity or it forced you into a place of creativity because you've never been, like there's no model for it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, for a lot of times, a lot of the things early on, it really helped us um, not overthink things and, and, and try new things and not be afraid of that. And because we didn't have anything to say like, oh, that's not how we used to do it. Or mm-hmm. That's not how it's done. We do, we're just doing things all new for the first time. So I think a lot of our blind spots and, and things we were naive about helped us kind of overcome those right out of the gate. But uh, having uh, this trio, uh, the three of us kind of navigate the, the I guess, honestly, the, the decline of brick and mortar retail across the country yeah. has helped us buck that trend because we just didn't know any better. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, we'll just shoot some, some, and if some, some are blank, some are not. And then if we, we get the target. Since we opened and it, it's accelerated during this recent pandemic and, and recession, um, we, we constantly keep track of bankruptcies of brick and mortar retail stores yeah. and, it's, and it kind of looms over our head, but because of, of uh, one, the three of us working together and two, kind of our naivete around that area, it's allowed us to, to push forward and, and the response from Kansas City has been overwhelming. Yeah, Great. yeah, for sure. And then what is, um, I want to get into that as like, I definitely want to ask that question. It's like, why is your business being more successful um, as a 
almost a brick and mortar where, especially in the COVID, where a lot of 90% of businesses starting to slow down, shut down, let alone, they're not even thinking about opening up anything else. And you guys are the opposite. I want to get into that later. One thing that hit me is like, so what is your current role as co-owner? And like, what are the two other guys' roles? Like, how do you guys bounce that out? And what do you guys do? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. So um, my role on the team is uh, a lot of, we all wear a lot of different hats, obviously, as a, as a small business, we like to do a lot of different things. Earlier this week, I was delivery driver. Yesterday, one of my other partners was, was delivery driver. If something's got to get done, we get it done. Yeah, that's, kind of that's awesome because I think that, that we are. But yeah, um, I oversee um, the day-to-day operations of the business, uh, hiring our, our employees. We have a team of about 75 employees right now. Wow. Uh, I manage all the vendor relationships, so all the great artists you see around in this store, uh, and make those connections, make those purchases, get them, get them inside the Made in KC um, buying program, um, and oversee all all that. Uh, other partner does a lot of financial behind behind the scenes book book work, uh, making sure that we're staying legal, up to date on everything, and making sure that we got money in the bank to operate. Looking ahead two three months, um, three six months down the road, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, our other partner does a lot of the, the visionary marketing work. So moving us forward, what scouting new locations, new opportunities. Um, the thing we're looking at right now is maybe doing something with the, the new airport. Uh, wow. So that's a process that we've actually started over two years ago. And if we didn't have a partner doing that, if it was just, uh, say, me as a solo business owner or someone else's solo business owner, we wouldn't have the bandwidth to even think about doing mm-hmm. something at the airport. And so uh, that partner pulls us forward in a lot of ways to create these opportunities for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. So tell me a little bit more about this um, this airport deal. Or is that kind of like you guys still trying to keep that low key? Yeah, definitely. It, it's a, it's a, you know, ever since the, the city announced the approval for a new airport, uh, creating a, a single terminal airport, um, it's definitely always piqued, up, piqued our interest um, to do something. And so we uh, were, you know, a couple of different groups reach out to us about wanting to do, whether it's this concept or a similar concept out there. And so we've been... Um, just trying to navigate that process. It's very different than walking into a shopping center and signing the lease on a new store, mm-hmm. um, the way airport um, retail and food and beverage operate. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're still learning that, but we really, we really hope to be a part of the the single terminal airport here in the next oh, for sure. four or five years. I could see that. I, I mean, who if you had a made in KC airport, so people are coming in and out of Kansas City, yeah. it's a good, I mean, that's, that's so smart, Keith, like that. I didn't even think of that until you're talking about it, which is why you guys are doing so well. You're like one step um, ahead of the other the others in the game. You're like, like putting it, like especially that made in KC where people come in, where it's coffee, where it's food, or I don't. I'm just kind of guessing what you guys would do. Maybe a little cafe, a little, a little everything. Yeah. yeah. What's really interesting about um, prior to the pandemic, which obviously has changed so much about everyday life, is that um, retail um, and airports was one of the only growing sectors of brick and mortar retail yes yeah. was airport it says travel is increasing and things like that so there was an increased need for um, unique products unique experiences um, for travelers and that was a growing sector of retail yeah 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 so do you think why do you think going back to that question i want to talk about is especially for people really love to hear you know your vision because i think there's a lot of business owners that could take this away or they want to start something or they have a passion for something. Why have you guys been successful during the COVID times? Because, I mean, it's it's really hard for, for everyone out there just trying to survive. And you now you guys are opening more businesses. What's the what makes you guys different? Yeah, I think what makes us uh, a little bit different is that we we have a, a little bit of a history with Kansas City. So you know, having four or five years under our belt before everything shut down, before everything slowed down, we built up a lot of goodwill with mm-hmm. the community. Um, and so that when we were able to reopen and kind of operate during the pandemic, 
you know, people want to come out and support us and not just us as made in KC, but we have the power of over 250 artists and makers behind us. Um, for a lot of those artists and makers, we're the only place that you can find their stuff. And so yeah. they, they're a great mouthpiece, a great advertiser, a great champion for um, sending people to our stores because um, it's the most convenient way for them to get their product out to their customers. And so um, not only do we have um, our own our own team of employees, our own customer base, but we also have the vendors that we work with who are like family to us. And so when we're all in this together, and so everyone is putting forth their best, their best effort to to see Made in KC succeed because the implications of it not succeeding, it's not just our business closing and mm -hmm. employees going away. It's all the great artists and makers who yeah. have, a, have a significant hit to their to, to what they do. And I think Kansas City realizes that. And they realize that when you come shop with us, that more of your dollar is staying in Kansas City. So 90 cents on every dollar spent in our stores recirculates in the Kansas City economy. That's awesome. Which is uh, a really high number. Mm -hmm. If you shop at just a, another locally owned store um, that's not selling local goods, but just is locally owned, about 60 cents of your dollar stays in Kansas City. When you shop at a, a national chain, um, significantly less stays in Kansas City, somewhere like 30 to 40 cents on the dollar. Yeah. So I think Kansas City really realizes that when I shop here, my dollar is really having an impact. It's, it's almost philanthropic in a sense. For sure. Um, we're definitely a for-profit business, but there's that aspect of um, you're really benefiting the Kansas City economy um, in a significant way when you come into our stores. And I think that has really helped us navigate um, navigate these times. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I love everything about that, Keith, because that's rare. And I, I love that you even got the numbers. I don't even know those numbers, but it's in, and then also to think about when people come into Kansas City, I think it's, it's their home and like they want their home to be well off. And maybe I could see not even that you're supporting other vendors. So like you said, um, the people come in here, like these are people that have their passions and dreams and they want to try to aspire and grow. And you're yeah. giving them that opportunity to do that. So where they might've been kind of like a low key business or whatever they're doing at their niche, they might've seen whether it's like maybe Christopher elbows in the shop. And so because of that or messenger beans and they maybe have like, uh, some smaller thing, well, because of Christopher elbow brought them in the shop, they also were exposed to those people. Yeah. And you, you're right. You can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I'd say, you, you mentioned a couple of times, but we have opened um, two new locations this yeah. year um, during during the pandemic. That's even uh, that's rare too. And so one that's very rare, um, as as many businesses are closing, um, but also we feel like that has um, done two things for us. One, it's kind of re-energized our, our customer base. Like, oh, there's now a Made in KC marketplace in Lee Summit. Mm -hmm. um, for years, folks from Lee Summit would have to drive. All the way miles mm -hmm. to get to the nearest Made in KC store, and now they have one in their own backyard. And so, when you're thinking about pandemic retail and shopping safe, um, you want to shop closer to home for people, and so that gives them the opportunity to do that. Uh, the other thing we opened up is a, a Made in KC cafe inside a vintage streetcar in the River, and that's right across from Betty Ray's, right? Right, right close to Betty yeah. Ray's. Yep. And so we're in a, a really dense neighborhood there, but that that location has this great patio with a great walk-up window. Mm -hmm. So you can get your coffee, you can get, you can buy some local goods there um, really safely without having to come into the store at all. And so those two pivots during this time have one, re-energize our customer base, but also spread out our customers. So we don't overcrowd our existing short stores. And so people who, who again, might've driven 20, 30 miles to get to us now have a place to, to shop local in their own backyard. So that's yeah. really helped us during this time. Oh, for sure. And I think that opens up way more doors for, business as far as more people coming in because say you're a stay-at-home mom 
or you have different or you're more in work or because of even covid like it saves them a 10 minute drive and that's really smart because least something is booming keith i mean you probably know that but they are like the next almost the miniature kansas city i mean there's so many different things opening like anytime i go to least something it's family friendly um and it's and a maiden case he's a perfect shop for that i just honestly i visited it before this podcast i wanted to have some like yeah. a little bit of a um some context going into the store and like talking about it but i, I love it it's a definitely it's, i mean it's pretty much similar vibe to this but definitely is like really family friendly just walking in it's open too like you uh, the patio is open yeah, like it's really cool open, big garage door there it's a really uh high ceiling it's really really honestly really safe place to shop and, and we're really proud of that store yeah yeah and the trolley that is so cool i haven't been yet but is that like it's open because part i feel like some people are like well how's that going even stay open but when you think about it the only place probably for that to be open is probably the river market because there's so many different people walking around is that was that kind of the goal because of that yeah absolutely yeah i think uh we haven't done any particular uh what, what are called density studies down there mm -hmm. but if you're down on at the river market at, at fifth and delaware on any given day, you're going to see people walking their dog. You're going to see a lot of foot traffic yeah. that you don't really see in any other parts of Kansas City outside of maybe the maybe the plaza. Um, and so it's just a really walkable neighborhood, a really dense neighborhood. Uh, lots of lots of uh, apartments, lots of new apartments going up, and uh, uh, obviously a historic part of Kansas City, but um, just a really great place to, to do business. Yeah, yeah. No, I love everything about it. Uh, there's nothing like it. I think I said that too, like in Kansas yeah. City. So it's like. Because a lot of times it's hard because, you know, it's now you really, I mean, to your advantage, you don't have to go above and beyond because there's nothing like it. So you can just start from where you want to and just grow up from there. Um, and, yeah, just just be able to walk down. It's like, oh, there's Made in KC. Just like putting your little, your little I guess, stamp on Kansas City all over Kansas City. Is that kind of the goal as far as growing Made in What's your guys' goal as far as Made in KC? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. So our, our our primary goal is always to support Kansas City artists and makers mm -hmm. uh, to to cultivate more creativity throughout Kansas City, um, to see more artists um, who have an idea see that idea come to life. And so we really feel like we've given up a platform for mm -hmm. that. But one of the best ways to do that is through growth and expansion. Um, so we really can't be a, a big platform if we just have one store. Yeah, uh, we really can't be a big platform if we just have two or three stores. But when we position ourselves to have uh, bigger and larger stores in, in high traffic, high, uh, high dense, highly visible parts of Kansas City, then we've really um, opened the gate for a lot of people. And so part of that has been that's been the reason for expansion. And so um, if we have our original store and we're working with uh, a company who makes soap, you know, we might need to buy 25 bars of soap for that store mm -hmm. once a quarter. Um, but when we have seven stores, and we go to that soap company, we're going to maybe look at needing to buy a thousand oh, yeah, soap for, sure. for every quarter. And that changes the way that soap company does business. It turns it in from a, a hobby, um, to a part-time job, to hopefully a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And we've seen countless amounts of those stories of, of makers being able to quit their, their quote unquote day job to do what they love to do, which mm -hmm. is creating, making, designing, um, through the growth of made in KC. So that's, that's ultimately our goal is to continue to do that. And we think there's still a lot of room to grow in Kansas City in terms of our physical footprint. Um, but we also think there's a lot of ways to grow uh, vertically in Kansas City. Um, so one of the things that we really hope to push over the next four to five years is to get lots of other businesses in Kansas City, businesses much larger than us, think the the Cerners, the T-Mobiles, the the, yeah. um, all those types of companies to make a make pivots within their company to shop local. Mm -hmm. And so they might be getting coffee for their break rooms from 
uh, coffee company X that is has the cheapest coffee, but they just need coffee in their break room. Well, if we can get them to to buy coffee for their entire break room from Post, for example, yeah, that changes the whole nature of Post's business, and they they now can think about. I would say it keeps growing, growing expands. They hear word of mouth, yeah, yeah. and then Absolutely. people, and then from business, they buy it for their own house, yeah, yeah. And so if we can get, um, you know, literally hundreds of businesses in Kansas City to make those little tiny pivots, whether it's buying employee gifts from a local vendor, buying food from a local vendor, getting switching their services. And all of a sudden we've created this really great um, economy in Kansas City where, where local thrives way beyond made in KC uh, and where we have this great community where people have more resources, more time, more energy to continue to create and innovate. Um, and then that, that soap company needs to hire five more people. Post coffee needs to hire so a just creating roasting facility. People's more passions to create more jobs. And that's just yeah. like, the, you know, yeah. So long-term that's, that's kind of the, the greater goal of made in KC is how can we create the way that Kansas City is known for jazz, for barbecue, for chiefs, for royals. We want Kansas City to be known for this comp this city knows how to do local right. And yeah. they have the best uh you know, local programs, the best local artists, the best local coffee, local food, and it thrives in here because they they really know how to support each other in Kansas City. Yeah. That's kind of a long term goal. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh that's I think that's uh just money for anyone's ears to hear as far as if, I mean, for me, so for me as 21 and even a lot of my audience, a lot of people around my age have these passions or dreams they want to go for and, and select business. But a lot of times it's hard because when you have these big, huge, you know, corporations and uh, businesses, you know, you can't really out, you can't compete with them in some ways. And so it, it, it doesn't give much an opportunity for someone to really pursue something that they love. And what I know to be true is like you, each human is in their best environment and who they are when they pursue something they love and they're passionate about it because that's tangible and people can catch that keith so i think working for you or let's just be honest even on the podcast i feel like super excited and stuff because i'm you're taught i can see you excited about this this business and you and you love providing and building up kansas city where it's like i think that gives hope um for people that are younger um to really just pursue their passion um because i think they want to work for someone who believes in what they're doing. Like you don't want to work for someone who doesn't love what they're doing, you know, um, and who doesn't really um, enjoy what they're doing. And so I think like for you, to, for people to be able to work for you, I think they can see that. And, and, and I think they want to, I think they want to um, work in a city that will support what they do for a long time. There was this notion that if you wanted to be successful in, in something, you had a great idea, whether it was in tech or um, in healthcare that you had to go, outside of Kansas City, you know, you'd have mm -hmm. to go to the, the coast, you'd have to go to Chicago, you have to go down to, to Austin. I think uh, it, it um, drove some talent outside away from Kansas City. Yeah. But I think now over the last 10 years, I think a lot of people are realizing that Kansas City is a, a great place to do business, a great place to where if you have an idea, whether it's for a food truck, whether it's for a new app, then this city will get behind you and support that. And, and that's what we need more of in Kansas City. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm 100% about that. And uh, I think that it's like what I said, it's 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 news, good news for, for people if they're younger and want to start that. And I think that's a legacy you're building for sure, whether you realize that or not. Here's open. Yeah, well, we were, I mean, hey, you guys are definitely in the process. I'm, I'm here interviewing you for a reason. Um, and so so I kind of want to know, what did you do? Um, so you started this about four or five years ago. Yep, so then what did you do? What's the interesting part is like, who is Keith? What did Keith, <laughs> like did Keith go to college? Did Keith, um, what job did he do? What was his like, kind of like his upbringing like? Uh, yeah, that's a lot of different questions. Yeah. Yeah. You can just kind of go from anywhere. You can just kind of, you know, from your younger age until uh, now. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So, uh, kind of what I mentioned before is, uh, the three of us owners of made in case don't have business backgrounds, didn't have a retail background at all. Um, and we all came from very different 
uh, paths. Um, so I was in the, the nonprofit sector here in Kansas City prior to prior to that, about nine, 10 years before mm -hmm. um, various jobs, whether it was working with uh, homeless youth, um, whether it's working with um, sexual violence prevention and intervention, um, lots of different things in the nonprofit sector. I actually have a, a master's in public administration okay. from, from UMKC awesome. uh, with an emphasis in nonprofit management. So that was my background was, was running and operating in the nonprofit world. Um, my two other partners, one was in property management and accounting, and another one was in um, credit card processing. So okay. Three very different backgrounds. For sure. But, um, what really, um, what I love about Kansas City, too, is that in addition to a thriving local arts um, scene, we do have a really great uh, and thriving nonprofit scene. And so there's mm -hmm. a lot of great things going on in the nonprofit community. A lot of people don't realize that, but a lot of uh, nationally eyes are on some Kansas City nonprofits for the way they do things, the way yeah. they operate. We have a very generous city. We're a very giving city. Our, our giving is is higher than the national average. That's awesome. The philanthropy and, and donating nonprofits, and so that was my kind of gateway into the Kansas City community. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, I think with the, the local art scene, there's a lot of overlap between that world and, and art. So oftentimes, the artists we work with, they're 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 bootstrapping for cash. They're working really hard. They're they're always trying. They're really hustling, and that's that's the nature of the nonprofit world always. Um, and so there was a lot of. Uh, easy segues to connect with those, with mm -hmm. those artists and, and really help them grow their business. Um, and so that was, that was kind of my back, my background. Yeah. 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 Do you have any brothers or sisters? <laughs> yeah. It's, I actually, I'm not a Kansas city native. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that's not, not a, not a shock. Not yeah. A shock I, was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in Southern California. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, two, two brothers, really great family. Yeah. And, uh, came, came to Kansas city via, via my, my wife who grew up in, Prairie Village. Okay. And how'd you guys meet? Uh, we met in college. Yeah. We went to Truman State University. Oh, wow. So uh, you went from Southern California to Truman. How'd you, how'd you do that? Yeah. So about halfway through uh, my, my high school, my parents were separated. And so my mom, she was born and raised in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. So after, after the divorce, uh, she moved us back to the Midwest to be closer to her mom and dad, her family. Um, and so that's how I ended up in, in the, in the Midwest and ended up at Truman and, and, and then, Kansas City. And then met your wife. And yeah. wow, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a small world when you think about things, like if something didn't happen, like would that ever happen? Yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like everything yeah. happens for a reason. All those, all those things are, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any kids? Yeah. Yeah. So my wife and I, we have four kids. Awesome. Um, eight, uh, from two to two to 10. Okay. I'm all doing virtual, virtual homeschool right now yeah. because of the, because of the pandemic. How's that um, going for you with, with the, how to, because maybe there's some business owners that have kids. So how do you balance that work life with, you know, having kids? Um, yeah, I mean, not, not different to tell a lot of people do it um, um, because of the homeschooling. My wife stays home with stays home with the kids. She was she was working uh, previously to that, but she stays home with the kids now. Um, and it's it's just it, it's a lot of it's incorporating kids into the business in some ways. Yeah. Right? So they they get excited about new products they bring home that someone made for us or mm. they're introducing. They, uh, they've been, uh, models on Instagram for That's us awesome. in our holiday catalog. <laughs> and I usually bring them, bring them around to the shops on the weekends when I'm, when I'm kind of making the rounds, but, uh, so kind of incorporate it and make, make it every day. Like one of the things about that I love about being a business owner is that you, um, you get to have the flexibility of creating your own schedule. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, uh, I've never missed the kids, Christmas program or teacher conference mm -hmm. or anything like that. The, the downside is you're kind of always working and you're always on the clock. There's never an off. I think there's, but, a, yeah, you have yeah. to kind of build that up to be able to get to that point. But I think that's the end goal to now where you're flexible, where you have the kids and you can enjoy that time. Cause I think that's everyone's 
dream for being a business owner is like it's not easy. It's probably one of the hardest things right. to do, but the, also the payoff is is great because that flexibility gives the desire to not only love what you do in business, but probably one of the most important things is family. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so my family is obviously super supportive of what we what we do at Made in KC, and and then going back to what we're talking about having uh, business partners. Um, I, if if I was a, a solo entrepreneur, solo business mm -hmm. owner, I, I can imagine that how many times I would have probably folded before, but having, having those two guys and the three of us working together, um, we always do a good job of, of keeping people in check of like, Hey, you need some time off. Yeah. Don't worry about this. You know, turn your phone off for the, for the day. Um, and so that really, that adds to that work-life balance. Yeah. And so I know that I can, I can turn off for a little bit and things aren't going to fall apart. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I bet that relieves a lot of stress on you. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really great. I think who you surround yourself with, who you're going to become. So I think it's good that you have these guys who are driven, but not only driven and want to be successful, but they do care about your mental health yeah. um, in oh, business. Um, and I, and, I, and that's great. Um, I kind of want to go into that because um, having that probably definitely helps having those people and probably gives you different perspectives. So maybe one person's having an off day and those two other guys or one of them's like, Hey, let's just, let's look past this. Like there's another opportunity where sometimes we can get on in our own head, at least for me, I'm yeah. 21. And, uh, <laughs> if I remember 21, but there's a lot of things going on in life. And I think just, I, I surround myself with people that give me a, a positive perspective, you know, I'm like, Hey Christian, maybe, maybe this won't work, but maybe this will open to a different door or Hey, just one day. Like you still have like one day doesn't determine the rest of your life. And I think sometimes it's, it's easy to get in that. But what's your thoughts on, because a lot of people tell me even um, just kind of going around in business is that they say that um, having partners sometimes is not a good idea because there's a lot of, you probably, there's a lot of horror stories where like yeah. people like do fraudulent things, they give up, they, then you're in the dumpster. Like how do you, what makes you three work? Because I think people want to do business with their friends, family, but sometimes they hear so many negative stories. Yeah, that, I mean, we've heard that a lot too as well, obviously, and, and we, we read a lot of uh, startup stories, a lot of uh, uh, business books and business articles that um, sometimes they address those things head on, other times they don't. But um, I think, I don't want to say we've lucked out because I think we work really hard mm -hmm. um, at, at our relationship as, as business owners and we take it very seriously um, and we don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, one, we, we communicate openly all the time about anything. Um, we have uh, an open door policy, essentially, between three of that extends via, uh, you know, an ongoing text, like anytime, yeah. text, anything, call. We we often ask for clarification, like, what did, you, what did you mean when you say this? You know, make sure we're yeah. on the same page. We meet constantly. Um, but we also know at the end of the day not to take what we're doing too seriously. Mm. And I think that, I think that helps. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to get in a, a fight over, uh, you know, what color should we paint the walls in the new store and what's this, it, <laughs> have the same goal at the end of it that we want to survive and be profitable as a business and continue to see Kansas City artists thrive and, and nothing's ever perfect. And so we all, we know that we, we often operate under the mindset that uh, for a lot of things, a lot of decisions that we make done, getting it done is better than doing it perfectly. Hmm. And that's I, good. I think that helps us uh, overcome a lot of what you mentioned, some of the, the fights and all that sort of stuff that, that can exist um, because at the end of the day, we, we know we're not going to be perfect at what we do, uh, but getting it done, being first, um, all those things sometimes are more important than, than getting every exact detail right. And that's kind of a mode that we operate in and that allows for a lot of flexibility, that allows for a lot of grace in our decision making, that allows a lot of room for us to make mistakes and, and not get upset about it yeah. because, you know, we want to get it done. Uh, and so having operated that way for the last five years, 
um, has really helped us during a time of crisis. So mm-hmm. um, when we had to close our stores at the start of the pandemic and we really had no idea, you know, what to do next because we had gone through four or five years of uh, making mistakes, of, of, of decisions, of making hard decisions, we were ready to, to operate and, and trust each other. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's, uh, let's partner with this company to make masks. Let's reach out to every single news organization and do this. And we were just go, 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 go. Um, because we had that history together. So I think uh, going back to your point about should people have business partners or not, um, in a moment of crisis, um, which will happen in any any small business, it doesn't have for to sure. be a pandemic or recession, it'll, it'll happen in, in some way, shape or form. Um, you're going to want to ha- have other people to lean on who know mm-hmm. your business just as well as you do. So I can't imagine going through some of these things without not having and not having those people. Yeah. 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 And, you know, people have you know, investors or advisors or a board, but, um, and those, all those things are great, but none of those can, can match being in the trenches with, with someone else the way a business partner can. Yeah, no, that's great. And, uh, I think friendships definitely help out that. Cause I think it's the only thing that's not signed. Like everything else in relationships is kind of signed, but like friendship is like, you don't like it's a choice to be committed and like be that friend in those dying, dying times. And I think what I hear is like, hey, just be committed, um, love what you're doing, um, be transparent, yeah. don't take things too serious yeah. um, because you have to remember why you started. It was because you guys love doing this. Like, yep. And I think sometimes when you get too big, you worry about what others are going to think, trying to make things perfect and having all this pressure. Or sometimes you just got to be that kid in the candy store and just start falling in love with the process again. Yeah, you know? yeah we really love, we love opening new things. We love, uh, we love hiring. We love making a great environment for employees. We love seeing our team grow. Um, and, and those are all things that continue to drive us forward that we all get real excited about. Yeah. You know, we love being able to give somebody a raise on our team. We love being able to, uh, to say, Hey, we're coming to this neighborhood you know, mm-hmm. next, next year. Um, and, and when you have those things to, to look forward to, it helps you work through all the small things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that brings me to my question of like, did you ever have anyone from the very beginning? Cause obviously you guys are successful now. Did you ever have anyone like maybe family or friends or other people saying when you guys came up with this idea, like it's going to fail or it's not, it's not going to succeed or people kind of doubting you. Cause I think a lot of times when people do step out of their passions, they always have at least someone or some people saying it's not going to work. I don't see it or I don't believe in your vision. Like, did you ever have to go through that? Not a, not a whole lot, to be honest. I think because of what we were doing and because of the um, kind of the communal nature of what mm-hmm. we were doing, Hey, we're, we're here to support Kansas city artists and, and we want to do it in this neighborhood. And then we want to bring it to this neighborhood. Um, anytime we, we expanded, we got a lot of support from those neighborhoods, those shopping centers, that customer base, mm-hmm. the artists were excited that we were at another store because they knew that meant we'd buy more and, and work with them more and, and, and new opportunities there. So from, from like our kind of key stakeholders, which are vendors, our employees or things like that, they're all always real excited and positive towards what we were doing. I think from the outside there, you know, some people have told us that we're, we're growing too fast mm-hmm. that we're, um, you know, we, we need a take a breath in between some things yeah. and, and slow down a little bit. But and you're like, no, we're not, we're, we're, we know what we're doing. Like, <laughs> but again, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's fun to operate that way. For we, sure. we've, we've enjoyed it and we've pushed ourselves and, um, and pushed our levels of creativity and, and all that sort of stuff together. So there's just, there's a little bit of that negativity, mm-hmm. but honestly, honestly, not a lot. Yeah. Um, and early on, we were all still doing different things and this was a, a part-time thing. And so mm-hmm. I think the point when, when we were all able to do this full time, um, 
I think was a, a really big turning point for for a lot of our friends and family. Like, yeah, oh, wow, this is like this is the, like this is it. Like yeah. this is the thing. And like if this fails, <laughs> you don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that pushed you guys in a place of pursuing it even more or giving more effort because like you re- you stepped out of that comfort zone and you just went all in? I think yeah, absolutely. Absolutely did. Um, again, when you can, on the flip side of what I said earlier, moving from one shop to two shops to three shops, the impact that has on that artist is, mm-hmm. is significant. But the impact that has on our employees and, um, and and us as business owners and can we provide benefits and all that sort of stuff is also significant. And so when we saw those opportunities, we're like, oh, man, if we if we had another store, we'll, we'll probably need to hire a delivery driver. Yeah. We'll probably need to hire a, an HR person. And we're like, oh, that, that would be awesome to mm-hmm. have you know, create more jobs for people, um, or to, to create more opportunities within our store for people to move up in the company. And so that was very motivating for sure. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Yeah. We love seeing people, whether it's on the artist side or on the employee side, um, grow. Yeah. And, and we've seen a lot of that in the last five years. Yeah. I think if you can grow in any way, shape or form, that is a positive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Keith, what would be some advice? Um, obviously you said that you had some setbacks and failures and you learned from some of those, like, you know, just kind of creating the wheel, reinventing that. What would be some tips or advice to maybe a younger person who wants to start a business? If people were telling them, I don't believe in them or like, you're not, it's not going to be successful. Or maybe they're experiencing a lot of, you know, tribulation during the process of, of, um, you know, their business, what advice or tips would you give them? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways you could answer that, yeah. answer that question. Uh, a lot of them are, uh, whether they're uh, just life cliches or, or business, business cliches that are out there. Um, but I think for one, I think you, you want to find those people who, who do support you. So you mm-hmm. those positive, those positive voices that you can, um, whether those are your business partners, whether those are friends or family who see why you're doing what you're doing. And so you can constantly, um, go back to them and ask them, I'm feeling this, I'm hearing this, um, I'm seeing this, you know, it, and, and even also to test things with that group. Yeah. So how was your experience when you came into our store? What, what kind of places do you like to shop in? Those related to more our business, but whatever that is for, for that person's business, um, to really have a, have a sounding board and be getting constant feedback from everybody. Yeah. It's really easy once the negative feedback starts coming in to only listen to that, mm-hmm. but to balance that with, with positive feedback, that'll, that'll allow for a couple of things. One, that's going to refocus you on your purpose. It'll help you remember why you had this idea first. Or that's why great. You started that's it. really good. Um, the negative starts to drown that out really mm-hmm. quickly. Um, two, it'll help you see all the angles of mm-hmm. everything that you're doing. Um, whether it's like, Hey, maybe, maybe it is fine if I do this part time for two or three years and, yeah. and then make the jump. Um, uh, or maybe I need to make the jump right away because I've got, I've got the support. I know I'll be okay. Uh, I got this, this champions behind me. And so it helps you, it helps you balance things out, uh, really significantly. So I think having that sounding board is really powerful when you're, when you're first starting something and then maintaining that sounding board throughout throughout your business at every step of the process yeah um, when you're creating your first llc you're opening your first store you got your first customer going back to that that sounding board and, and being honest about what you're what you're doing um being excited about what you're doing and constantly sh- sharing it um there's often this mentality in, in business particularly in entrepreneurship of like the the, the solo bootstrap yeah entrepreneur i'm gonna do it all i got alone. yeah um, and so just always being able to go back to people and say, Hey, can you actually, can you help me with this? Can you, can you connect me with someone who, um, who could edit this for me, mm-hmm. who, could, who could do some video for me or, um, and just being really transparent about what those needs are and not feeling like you have to source every, every, everything. Cause as soon as you feel like it's, you're all in on your own, 
that negative, those negative voices are just going to overwhelm you all, all, all that much more. But uh, if you're constantly asking for feedback, you're constantly asking for help, you're constantly asking for resources, then the light bulbs are going to keep going on. The opportunities are going to keep opening up. The doors are going to keep opening. That again, will, will they balance out? Because that, sometimes that negative stuff is good and you got to yeah. listen to it. Um, but it's always going to be balanced with the positive. And so that and also kind of what you mentioned, it keeps you out of your own head. It does. Um, yeah. So being able to talk to other people, um, and it, it keeps you out of your own head and also reengages with, with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say like for me as I'm, my name is Christian, but it's like, I have a, um, team Christian brain and then I have a no team Christian brain where they're like, well, it depends <laughs> yeah. on which one's operating. You know, you could probably, it's crazy when you're talking about that. It's crazy how one negative comment, whether it's from your inner self or a person can sometimes outweigh five positive comments. And it's just crazy how the, the brain can react to that and really take it. And so it's so important to really have that. You, I liked how you said sounding board, like kind of like sounding board's huge. And it's like, you need that constantly, whether you, when you start it and also like you, you, you said you still have it. So like, don't forget what, what got you here, right? Yeah. You need to keep doing that sounding board, probably more importantly with especially growing this, this much, you need um, those important people to really uh, bring you back to like your why and your purpose yeah. and, and really trying to fill that vision that you have that yeah. only you really believe in or with you your three guys really know what that is you know yeah and the, the other thing i'd say is um nothing's going to go smoothly nothing's mm -hmm. going to be perfect you're, you're always going to have your, your good days and bad days should people know that before starting a business yep. yeah yeah i think and that's so why I some fails because they don't think that yeah oftentimes yeah. They, they think that the only right way to do it is if everything if everything falls in the line if everything's if everything's perfect and you're, you're going to make mistakes bad things are going to come up uh challenging things are going to come up and that is all part of the process and I think when you realize that that's part of the process of, of owning and growing a business, mm -hmm. it allows you to contextualize everything that else happens to you. Like yeah. it, it normalizes it. Uh, it doesn't turn everything into a crisis. Um, and it makes you able to navigate those situations a lot mm -hmm. more effectively um, when you realize that uh, bad things are happening. That's normal. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm going to have someone quit. That's, that's, what, that's part of what happens. I'm going to have people, for whatever reason, not like what I'm doing. That's going to be part of, part of this process. And mm -hmm. so... Realizing that ahead of time uh, can help set you up for success in a lot of different ways that, that often get overlooked. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as like, you know, the analogy of sports is like if you're playing a football game, but you go out as a baseball player, when you get hit, you are going to get hit pretty hard because you're dressed up as a baseball player playing a football <laughs> game. Like you need to be prepared before you go out on the field to know what's going to what's going to hit you. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, how are you putting on that different type of gear for, for having your own business or a partnership? And I think it's okay sometimes, at least for me, I'm really hard on myself too. Keith, maybe if you can remember being 21 and, and, uh, but it's like, you know, you feel like you need to have everything perfect and like, you can't fail because you fail, then you're definitely a failure. And like, if you yeah. fail once, you're going to be a failure for the rest of your life. It's just crazy how much voice gets your head. But I think it's like, okay to say, Hey, we are human. Like we were born imperfect. So it's like, why do we think we're going to be perfect? Especially starting a business that sometimes like for you guys, you're just like, Hey, we have this vision. We haven't had much, you know? background in it but we know we love to do this and yeah. we believe in ourselves you know yeah um so i think that's just really really cool and you have some really good stuff um, um with that um another thing is like so you guys you guys have all these vendors i think the interesting thing is even with with people that i know like they have these smaller businesses whether it's like clothing store whether it's like um even in earrings or different products how do they how could they possibly become a vendor here in Made in KC? Like, what does that process look like? Because a lot of people I talk to, like, that's their goal. I mean, Made in KC is such a great place and warm and welcoming, but it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, almost a billboard for their business. Yeah. Um, it, 
it's what's interesting is as we've grown in the last five years, uh, that process has largely stayed the same. So one of the one of the I think recipes for our success is that we do uh, we greatly value all of our vendor relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call them relationships. We call them family. We call them friends uh, because we want to see them succeed. We don't have a business without all these great products and all these other great businesses. And so um, from early on until even now, I'm, I'm still the primary point of contact for, for all new artists and all new makers. So yeah. immediately they're meeting with a business owner who knows the business inside and out, um, who knows the trends, who knows what's going on. And also who knows how all these other business operate. So I like mm-hmm. to sit down with as many artists as I can, especially if they're new, get to know their business, get to know what they're passionate about, why they're doing what they're doing, um, what their pain points are um, so that we can see if we can help, we can help them um, yeah. not only just buy their product, but help them with other parts of their business. And so um, that process, you know, we have an application that, you know, vendors fill out to be a part of our business, but then that application automatically goes to me. Um, and then I have a, a buyer that I work with and, and she's a really great sounding board for me as well. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. about this product? Should we um, engage with this, this new vendor? Should we meet with them? And then we go from there and set up a meeting and we, we do it face to face. Not unlike what we're doing now and just kind of interview each other. Like, yeah. You know, what, when did you start this business? Mm-hmm. Why did you start making uh, toffee or candles or yeah. chocolate? Um, tell me about that and, and really learn what they're excited about. And that also, that re-energizes me. Mm-hmm. As well, it keeps me going and like, oh yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more creativity out there. We haven't even tapped into the market of, yeah. here in Kansas city, to be honest, there's a lot of room to grow. Um, and so from there we set up that relationship. We, you know, make our first buy and, and all that sort of stuff and, and watch that product and that business grow within made in KC. Um, and if they have success, we keep on, keep on buying, keep on creating new opportunities. And so really the, the, the made in KC marketplace that we're sitting in now and that we just opened another one out in the summit is really kind of the the fullest iteration of what we want every artist to have. We mm-hmm. want them to have a full shop within a shop of yeah. a great array of Because you have a smaller one in the crossroads, right, around that area? Yes, yeah, so we've got yeah. three smaller shops yeah. and a couple of really big mm-hmm. um, big shops like like we're in now. But we, we want to see all that creativity flourish so that they could have their own, say, booth inside the marketplace or even their own standalone store. We have a lot of businesses who started through us, have grown and started their own their own shop. They have their own. Um, their own storefront, their own thriving online business, um, which is really great to see. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Um, that's just, you know, have that vision and then have those people come in and get their name out there. Was you, was you, is your goal um, for these vendors to kind of come in and they start their own store to keep having that process of vendors coming in to build up? Or do you want them to like kind of stay in here? Or what's what does that yeah, look we, like? We, any, anybody who does who outgrows made in KC is a great, is a great, is a great thing. You yeah. Know? So that's a, that's a kind of a goal is like trying to build them up and then you can have more younger people, people like kind of growing their business yeah. while you're growing yours. Yeah. yeah. We want to keep that kind of pipeline of creativity mm-hmm. um, going in Kansas City. There's a lot of great legacy brands here in Kansas for sure. City. Jack Stack Barbecue, for example. Regal Usually have the barbecue sauce in here. Yeah. And then Christopher Elbow's like in here. Christopher Elbow's yeah. a great, great brand. And so there's some of those that we want to always keep around because mm-hmm. they're the, they're, kind of the, the DNA of Kansas City. Yeah. But there's so many people that we want to make room for and, and kind of have that new iteration of of what creativity means in Kansas City. I think I think Mesner Beef Farm is a great example of that. This great array of products, great branding that appeals to a wide variety of customers of uh, products that are that are, you know, sourced from local beef. Yeah. And, and then they're located the in, they're located in Raytown, I think, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. So we're, we're I don't know if we told this on the podcast, but we're in Made in KC right now. So I'm looking at Mesner Bees and 
I kind of, I'm not a big fan of yellow, but anytime I go there, it's like, <laughs> I love yellow. It's, it's kind of hard not to miss. And, and they, it's really cr- crazy how even their business, let's be honest, like, they do honey, but don't they have like earrings? Like, they, be, yeah, and they have like they wax kind of, and they have yeah. honey, not even that they have hoodies. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the iteration I'm talking about. So they've expanded from one kind of base product of, of bee based, uh, wax based products, whether that's lip balm, honey, soaps. And now they have this whole brand, this whole um, following of, of, you know, bee lovers. And that's really great to see. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're part of that story for them. There's another candle company that we started working with four or five years ago. Um, we were their first uh, wholesale purchase. So we were the first time that you can come into another store and buy their product. What's from, the business called? From uh, Untamed Supply. I got, I got a candle when I had that meeting. I yes, got the yeah, coffee yeah, one. The coffee. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Keith. Um, now you can you can buy her candles in, I think, over 30, 40 states across wow. the country. She's in all different shops. And uh, we're a part of her, her growth story in a really significant way. And those are the things that we that we love to see and keep us going as business, business owners. So anytime a company grows outside of kansas city um, it's a great thing for that company it's a great thing for kansas city it's a great thing for for me and casey yeah it's kind of like a win 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 situation for everyone the customer to the vendor to you to the kansas city and then people outside coming into kansas city you know where they have they feel this love or this passion that you can't really get anywhere else because of a shop that gave someone a chance to really give out their passion yeah yeah and we like to think that well, a lot of our products that we carry are Kansas City branded. They've got the Kansas City name on them. Uh, most of the products we have aren't, and they're just high quality products that I I firmly believe can stand up in any market. That oh, for sure, uh, you should be able to find you know Mesner honey in in Chicago, New York, LA. Yeah. they're just really great products, and that's what we're we're really proud of that high level of creativity that exists mm-hmm. in, in our town. Yeah, are you? This is interesting to me. Is, are you trying to have a made in KC store outside of Missouri? ever at one point or do you want to try to keep it local because there's a balance of like trying to get not too big and losing that i guess that intentionality or influence of that business yeah so we have um we have two stores in omaha okay in omaha okay so you've already and done they, that they're working with omaha based artisan makers um, um so we uh, so they're called made in omaha, made in omaha yeah. okay we're, we're, we're co-owners of, of that helps wow that business we think that there's definitely an opportunity in every um, major, major city, major yeah. City to have a, their version of a made-in store. Made in Denver be really cool. I think that'd be awesome. That <laughs> would be lot, you would have like yeah. some store in like the Rock, the mountains. That would be. Yeah. I would definitely go to that. So yeah, uh, whether that's through us, whether we do that through some sort of uh, expansion or franchise model or whatever, that would be great. Whether it's someone else takes it and runs with it, mm-hmm. that's that's really awesome. We we firmly believe in kind of the rising tide raises all ships mentality. And that goes beyond Kansas City for us. Like I said, if we want to be a model for how you can support your local economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if other cities look to us and, and do do what we do in their city and it's not it's not us, that's great. Yeah. Uh, if it ends up being us, that's that's great too. Uh, we really want um, yeah, to see local excel uh, everywhere. We've gotten calls from literally all over the country from um, I mean all over the world actually from wow. different people who have either stopped in Kansas City or just found us online. Um, and they say, how can I do this in, mm-hmm. um, in Australia? I did a, I did a call once with someone from a small town. That Australia is so cool. I wanted to do a made in, um, in, in her community. I got a call from Germany. So I wanted to do the same thing, a made in there. And how do these people hear about just word of mouth from yeah. someone came into Kansas City, visited a family member there from Germany, Australia or something they like that. They on the internet. They visited, they passed through, they, they heard from a friend of a friend and they reached out. So I, I take as many of those calls as possible because I want them to have the tools uh to do what what we did here and, mm-hmm. and replicate it because i think it's just a great it's a great way to 
it makes every community unique. Uh, yeah. It, it, it adds a vibrant, a vibrancy to your community. Um, a little bit, and I'm not anti, anti big business at all. I love yeah. a lot of big businesses and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and we need those for a country and a, an economy to be successful. For sure. Um, but I also don't love the, the fact that you drive through, you know, every, every sort of same town has the same two or three restaurants, the same two or three stores. And then yeah. uh, some of that has been lost. Some of the uniqueness has been lost. And so any, any part that we can do to play in that, um, we're welcome. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, and I love that because you're not selfish at all, Keith. Like it's crazy because just listening to you, like whether it's that's the most one of the most humbling thing that I, I think as a business owner could say is like whether it's us or whether it's not. You know, I st- I just want it to succeed, and I want local to to really, you know, branch out and to support other people who do have those dreams or that business or that creativity. Because yep. I think sometimes, I'm, and I'm not against college. But I think sometimes when you're put into a bubble like that, sometimes in college right now, um, people kind of lose their creativity because like this job you have to do. But like you're not taught how to make a candle business in college, really. You're not taught how to like, you know, pursue something with 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 be like with bees. Right. Like you have to kind of go on your own like you weren't taught this. You just kind of you worked on it. You put effort into it and you just found something you kind of love and you went with it, you know. Um, so I really do um, love that and just encouraging because you're not. You don't just talk about it. Obviously, you're you're about the process. Like yeah. you're right here doing the podcast. I think your per- perfect example is like you've given opportunities. So when we had that meeting, you emailed me back. You said, "Yeah, let's just set this up." So for any vendors, I could speak highly of you because if he's gonna give me a time for a podcast for just a young boy who's really no one right now, and he's gonna give me the time and to share his story, but honestly, just help me out. I think that can give some hope and motivation to people that man Keith is the real deal, and he does want to support you, and he does want to meet with you and he wants to, if there is a chance, he wants to give you a chance if it, it's going to work out for, for the better, you know? Um, so I really love that. Oh, uh, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, no, I think it's not, that's not talked about a lot. Community's too small to, yeah. to, to not help one another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people my age that have these, these, these dreams and visions. And if, if we had more people like you, Keith, I think we'd be seeing a lot of more of that local and those visions and dreams come to life. And so I think that's really cool. Cause just listening to you right now, you definitely inspired me. We got a whole bunch of things, and you know, with when you start some businesses in the next year or two, um, with with a friend of mine, it's just like, wow, this really like gives me like just more passion or motivation than I than I want to have. And it's like that sounding board, even though we were kind of total strangers and now acquaintances more so, um, I could definitely see myself, you know, like, hey, this guy could be a mentor in my life. Like, this guy really knows my stuff. Like, he definitely is like the real deal. You know, um, very humbling for me. Um, but one of the things that fascinated me is like asking you so what are some of your favorite things about building this business or made in kc when you walk into it well i love to see the the variety of of companies that we work with so i know we've talked about them a lot but they're sitting right in front of us so like from mesner b farm to high-end leather goods to to small batch whiskey to um great apparel you know well-designed apparel like we have such a variety in our stores and for me that's always a challenge Mm -hmm. um one to, to maintain that variety um, and to learn about things, you know, I, I, I don't buy jewelry very often. Yeah. You know, I don't wear You don't jewelry. seem like a much of a jewelry guy, but maybe, maybe we can. Uh, but I got to learn about that world. Yeah. You know, so I can uh, know about it and represent that product. So I love that part of our business that we have such a variety. There aren't too many stores like ours where you have this variety mm-hmm. set up. Um, that's all local, all locally made, all locally designed in our stores. And that's just really, really cool. And that that's engaging. That's fun. It makes an interesting coffee uh, shopping experience. Then I love the fact that we've incorporated coffee. In the oh, yeah. Too. That's a big um, opener, too. 
it allows us to play host to our customers in a different way. Just the, the smell of coffee is just welcoming when you when you smell it in our shops. It allows us to serve something new to our customers, keep them coming back. Keep them and you engaged. have a you have a subscription too. We've got a coffee subscription that we can send a bag of new coffee to you every month. Um, so just all those different aspects of our business, right? You have you have coffee shop owners and operators, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's one that's one world. And you've got retail owners and operators, another we we mix the two. It stretches our creative muscle as business owners to do that. Uh, the other thing I love is just the fact that we've grown so quickly because that again that creates opportunities for people that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So most of our full time salaried staff started with us as a, on a part time basis, and to see them grow with us as we grow, um, it's just really re- rewarding that we've created a, a career um, out of something that started very very small for for a lot of people, and so that is uh, the other thing that I absolutely love about what we've done here and that exists in, in so many other businesses as well mm-hmm. um, to see it firsthand to experience to uh, to give someone that offer letter of hey we're, we're offering you a salary position with benefits um, something we never would have dreamed of we were able to do five years ago yeah uh, it's just really really great yeah 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 so those, the- those things are I think what makes our company really great but they're also they're also things that I think um, should be motivating for any any business owner the, the variety of what your day looks like is going to be different every day and then helping people grow. Your business uh, needs to exist beyond itself. Yeah. Um, hmm. and, and that's really true for us at Made in KC. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think 100% agree with everything you're saying. Um, and so that that could even tie into some of this. One of the usually opposites called the podcast called Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. And we've talked about passion and we were drinking coffee. And uh, so I think I like to end it as like someone's purpose because I feel like that's one of the most important things for a person because that's where like the why, the vision, the belief, all those things happen. So what what is your purpose in life, Keith? And kind of like where do you get that from? Yeah, I mean for like some of the those, those kind of two things I just said, uh, beneath all them is is a purpose. So whenever you start a relationship with somebody, whether that's a new vendor, whether that's a new employee that you're hiring, um, because we're such a relationship-based company, um, we're affected by those relationships. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's a positive, uh, positive effect they have on us. And that always adds to, to the purpose. So um, I now when I add a new vendor. I, I want and need Made in KC to be more successful because I know what that means for that vendor. They're going to be more successful. When I hire a new employee, I want Made in KC to grow and be successful because I want them to, to have a job. Mm-hmm. And I want them to... Um, be able to have a good work-life balance, be yeah. able to not worry about where their next paycheck's coming from, all that sort of stuff. And so um, each one of those relationships fuels fuels the purpose. And so I think for me, uh, my purpose, going back to even my nonprofit uh, days, was always about relationships and relationship building and getting to know why other people, uh, getting getting to help other people. Yeah. Um, I used to think, uh, and, and this wasn't bad, but I used to think that the best way for me to help other people help the community help um, my friends and neighbors was through um, doing kind of nonprofit and, and social. That's what got me into it. I wanted to help people. Yeah. It's kind of vague, but that was that was the best way I can describe it. I just want I want to be a help to my community, and, and nonprofits certainly do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I didn't know was that being a small business owner, I've been able to to help more people than I was doing in my non nonprofit yeah. because of. We don't give them jobs. We don't give them their purpose to get up and I got a place to go to work. Yeah. Uh, We don't sort makers, giving them a platform. And so I've really expanded what it means to um, help people through through being a a small business owner and through having a a good business. And that's Mm -hmm. something I'm just really excited about. And 
and it really has uh, changed the lens of, of what I think about my purposes. It used to be I got to do this in this segment and stay in this world. Yeah, but I realized that the world is way way bigger than that. way bigger than that. We can be more creative. I love that. I think I'm falling in love with Made in KC more just talking to you because <laughs> the purpose behind it is really cool. Um, and I hope everyone listening to this can is like, wow, this really is not just a normal um, just business or trying to be booming or growing. It's like, hey, we are foremost like we're about relationships and building that connection with people and helping out as much as you can i think what's unique 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 with you is that um some some people might feel called to doing nonprofit, where some people really have that calling to to business and it neither is negative in both ways just like what were you best at in that environment and what do you love doing most you can but what's great about those two is you're still helping people like that's probably one of the most important things yeah absolutely so, well yeah said. yeah I, I love that keith um Real quick, probably one of the last questions for you. Um, Keith's day off. What is what is he doing? Or if there, if there, if there, if there ever is a day for Keith, like if you could have like a free day, say, like is he is he is he coming to the shop to get a coffee? Is he going around Kansas City? Is he traveling to to um, the Caribbean with his family? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. My my days off often involve made in KC. Yeah, I, I love popping in to one of my shops, one of our cafes, um, and just kind of being there not for business purposes just to grab a cup of coffee mm -hmm. just to say hi to my my team and and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that so usually on the day off it still involves me coming and you know i'm usually bringing one of my kids or or, or my whole family to, to see what's going on in the store but yeah my days off are filled with my family yeah and, uh, um, catching up with them having fun with them doing stuff around the house um Do you guys have any like different activities at the Keith's family does you guys uh, like we, well we try to we're trying to hit up every single park in the whole metro so wow we just visit, we just visit park after park. all right there you go park. dads if you ever want to be a good dad just hit up all the parks <laughs> all the parks yeah there's always something new to discover in kansas city and so uh we go to a lot of parks but really it's just spending time with the family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's awesome yeah no i just like to ask us because i think it goes back to not being always so serious in business mindset that's very important but i think it's like it's okay to, to for people to see you as like hey you still have a family, like you're still operating, and it's, it's possible to do family and business. Absolutely. You know? You know? Don't ever let anybody tell you it's not. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. Well, Keith, it has been one of the greatest joys. You've definitely allowed a young 21-year-old boy who definitely has a lot of dreams and visions to, to, to for part of his dream to come true to interview you and Made in KC. Um, it's a shop that I always go by. Um, and anytime I, I tell myself I'm not going to get anything in the store, I end up getting something. <laughs> so we'll see if I make it out here alive without buying something, but maybe that's the end goal is you just fall in love with the store. But yes, again, thank you so much. If anyone here is listening to podcasts, um, definitely come in made in KC. They just opened one on the summit and the trolley, um, by the, by the river market, um, uh, and just growing and just a great uh, business. So thank you again, Keith. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, again, if you know of anyone that could use this or if you like this, subscribe it, share it to them, um, download the episode. It means so much to me. Um, you can share on any platform that there is. Tag me if you'd like. I'd love to hear any more stories or, or people to be on the podcast. Um, again, guys, uh, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process.